Before we start this episode, I'd just like to take a minute to give thanks to all the artists who has given their time and their talents to Notable Nashville Podcast. This is our 100th episode. We've made it to 100 episodes, quite a big deal. I couldn't have done it without my business partner, Gary Brannigan, who had a vision with me in 2015. We really believe in the message and impact that artists in Nashville have on this city, and we want to continue carrying that legacy on in the message of Notable Nashville. So thank you again, all the listeners and everybody that's had an impact on this project. I really thank you. And I hope you enjoy episode number 100. All right, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Notable Nashville Podcast. This is a little different kind of session we've got going on. we got four dudes here. we got Rocco Wheeler, Kyle Cox, Joel Adam Russell, and Andrew James. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pass the mic over to Rocco Wheeler. And uh, why don't you guys just uh, tell me how you kind of all met. I know you're all from Texas, so it's kind of an interesting story. So go ahead. Indeed. Hello, everybody. This is Rocco. Get used to my voice. Um, a lot of us are from Texas, I guess. I was born in Texas. Kyle, you were born in Texas. But I lived there for two and a half years. So. Yeah, how did we meet? How, does this, how did this group happen? I, I know how I met you guys. This is Joel here. Um, I, I met a, a guy on Reddit. Um, and was was uh, we we Is got that Brian to, Brian you Cox. met Brian Cox yeah, on Reddit yeah I met Brian Cox because he's on, also from Texas yep also okay. from Texas um, and Brian and Rocco you guys uh, grew up together um, that's right and so I met this stranger on the internet and he says hey all my friends are songwriters when you come into town I'm gonna have a big party and uh, and I'm gonna introduce you to everybody and those are gonna be your friends and uh, and that's, that's when I met you and that's where Kyle and I met. And then at a birthday party for Kyle's wife, um, I think I met Rocco. Or some event uh, at your house, I met Rocco. He was here for a visit before he moved. And, uh, and so that's kind of how the three of us got connected. But Rocco, before you came into town, uh, I've already told you this, but you were, you were kind of a folklorian character. Uh, like we would have our monthly songwriter night where we'd share each other's new songs and, uh, and, and Rocco hadn't moved to Nashville yet. And so people, every single time, were like, oh, Rocco Wheeler, he a uh, greatest songwriter of our generation. Uh, he would, I don't know if we he said He would that. give me this great insight <laughs> on my have. songs. And so I, I hear about this, you know, uh, you know, this folklore individual. And so when you finally came into town, it was, uh, I was intimidated. I was very intimidated to meet you. Um, you yeah. never intimidated me at all. Yeah. Well, I actually changed my name to Folklord <laughs> after that. And people... <laughs> but no, I, I remember this. I, I had come to Nashville for about a year, made a record, and then it was during that time I had met some of you guys. And I remember the first time I met Kyle Cox, who's here. Yes. Um, we were not too far from here in East, in East Nashville, over in Five Points. What was that bar that we met at? Beyond the Edge. You were into a sandwich there. They had the, for a while, they had the best buffalo chicken sandwich I thought, like, I'd had. And then they got really lazy, and the <sighs> buffalo chicken sandwich got worse and worse and no. worse. And yeah, it was only yeah. really, like, the best sandwich for about four months. And then it was, it's just bad. All it's things bad pass. Now. This podcast yeah. is never getting endorsed by Beyond the Edge. No. Yeah. <laughs> they went Beyond the Edge. They found the Edge. <laughs> yes. 
but that's when I met you, and I guess we just, we all kind of met here around East Nashville. I can remember the first meetings. This is a weird mecca. I do want to talk about East Nashville and what a strange, like, microclimate of of weirdness it is compared to the rest of the country well, in terms I'm, of songwriting. It's kind of bizarre. I, I was going to say I met you differently, though, right? Yeah, well, you and I, uh, just like you meeting Brian on Reddit, I met Kyle on Twitter. Yeah. Is that right? I think so. Yeah, there was a there was a there was a time in my life where I was sitting at home searching artists that were coming through Texas playing shows, and I saw that you and Joel were actually planning a five or six day run. Well, I think we met before that though. Was it? Because I think we met at Athen Roast one time and oh hung out for a minute. That was a long time ago. Yeah, Ethan Roast has not gone downhill. No, no Ethan no, Roast no. has actually Ethan gotten Roast has gotten better. He's actually gotten better. Only I exploded. Think. Yeah, Ethan Roast has continually. I, reckon, I, I recommend it to everyone. It's my it's my favorite coffee in town. But notable well, Nashville, brought to you by behind, Ethan Roast. Behind retrograde. <laughs> you know, anyway. Um, so no, we, that's where I met. That's where I met you, though. And then Kyle I officially and I, met you, but we had talked before that. But Kyle and I, we did do that tour we around did in Texas, tour. and that is where I met Andrew. Right, uh, was we were we were playing shows around Texas and sleeping and you on floors and couches and what have you. And so I wanted to ask you guys a question. I know you're all songwriters and uh, you all write for yourself, but what what, what uh, is the process when you meet another you know songwriter like yourself, like you guys here? Um, you bounce ideas off of uh, off of one another. When, when do you say, "Oh, you know, I'm, I think I'm going to take this song," or, you know, I, "I think this would be best for me," but, you know, the other guy wants it. What, where, does do you ever run into that? I don't feel like we do, right? I I don't really write with very many people. We do have that Scotch and Songs thing. That's been a minute since we've done it, but explain what that is. Um, so it's this group of. Uh, songwriters in town, probably about 10, 12 of us. It kind of like varies. There's probably been about 25 people have come through. Um, and we would sit around once a month, share new songs, share new ideas, split a bottle of whiskey, and give each other actionable feedback on the songs. Like, not like that was great or that sucked, but like felt like it was dragging in the chorus, maybe cut that chorus in half, or like, uh, I didn't really understand what you were saying in the first verse or whatever, or at a bridge or what, or I don't know, things like that. And so um, that's been, for me, that's been a way that uh, I've grown quite a bit as a songwriter through feedback from all of these guys in this room and, and many other guys outside of this room. Um, but as far as like co-writing and stuff goes and like being like, I love this song. Can I have this song for myself? Like, I don't, I don't really ever do that. I, you guys might. I know you probably co-write some. I, I co-write a little, little bit. I did one. If they're female and cute. Right? Yeah, that is my, that is my standard. Uh, no, that's awful. Um, no, I did a co-write this week, and it is truly in my entire life, it's the first time I've finished a song in a co-write. Um, it, co-writing is such a dating process. Uh, you have to... You really have to gel with that person and kind of be on the same emotional plane with them. Um, so oftentimes it doesn't work out that well. Um, and that's, yeah, I'm not trying to really write songs for other people 
Um, so I, I haven't made it a priority. Uh, but mostly, yeah, because we the four of us hang around each other so much, we do grow pretty familiar with each other's catalogs. And so we know we know the standard to like measure each person up to. It's like, you know, I know Rocco's songs, I know how good he is, and I know how good he can be. So when he shares a new song, I can tell him with great honesty, like, yeah, that was good, or that's just about the best song you've written. And I think we've all been able to do that for each other at one point or another. Um, and you're only able to do that for someone when you have heard so much of their music um, that you're able to give give that insight. And it also creates as the writer it creates like a, a great amount of trust so that when someone gives you a compliment you don't take it loosely it's like no these people they know my songs um and uh they know what i'm capable of it's also getting harder and harder the longer we know each other the, the more songs we write to not just every time someone plays a new song go that's the best thing i've ever heard I've noticed that because we're most of these guys are now writing at a caliber to where they're not they're not even showing you the bad stuff. They're just showing you what what they're proud of. And their standard has grown so much, so high. So, but yeah, as far as co-writing, Rocco, you and I are the only one here that have done a little co-writing. That might be true. Yeah, like together within the. Well, four well of us? I mean, I I I've only I haven't co-written with with no. you guys. It just just co-writing is pretty rare. I think in this, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I feel like there's there's a split between songwriters in Nashville. There's there's the autobiographical, extremely, you know, these 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 levels of authenticity, that a standard that you hold to yourself. And maybe for better or for worse, you feel like you have to carry the entire burden that you have to write a song yourself. And then the other camp is you know, a whole slew, a whole community of songwriters that actually meet up with each other, find out who they connect with, and they're able to sort of share the burden of coming up with melodies, of, of getting excited about ideas. And I can say, probably for our group... There's a few of them. I mean, Randy does a lot of that. That's true. Corey does a lot of that. We got we got a few dudes who... But that is the lane that they've chosen. Like, they, they mostly are writing with other people, though they do have projects yeah. that they write for themselves. Um, yeah, I think it's just a, a difference of like where your main focus is. Are you predominantly writing for yourself or are you predominantly writing uh, for some other you know, entity? Maybe we just don't play well with others. I mean, <laughs> they're the people making money, so... It's true. So that's interesting to me. Uh, I didn't know you guys kind of all, you know, wrote your, pretty much for yourself. You don't really co-write that much. Um, but I just want to mention, we are live here at Smoker's Abbey, and that's where I met Rocco. That's where I met at Joel and, uh, and also Andrew. Um, Kyle, I just yes. met him today. So. At Smoker's Abbey. At Smoker's Abbey. So I've met every single person here from Smoker's Abbey. Uh, so they were nice enough to let us do the podcast here. Um, I don't know. I just kind of want to open it up to uh, just a conversation of... Um, you know, what, what, what does Nashville, you know, this is notable Nashville. I've, I think I've asked everybody in their personal episode. I've had everybody except Kyle on. Um, what what uh, do you find that Nashville has, has brought you in terms of uh, your, your songwriting process, your uh, artistry? Um, why is it that, you know, everybody is 
coming to Nashville and what makes this place so special to you, to you personally? Uh, well, I guess for me, coming here was just, I mentioned this in the last podcast, coming to Nashville was really just about connecting with other people that were doing the same thing. And um, it really did not take long to fall into this group of friends that are all writing songs for themselves, pushing themselves, having conversations about it all the time. I mean, Rocco and I would meet probably once an afternoon to just talk about Guy Clark songs. But that first... was our that was actually the beginning of our friendship as we would meet, get a coffee and a cigar, and we would talk about Guy Clark lyrics for hours. <laughs> <laughs> and so but we did that for I don't know, 3 or 4 months before we even considered writing a song or you know, we would share song ideas and that kind of thing, but it was just it's that sort of um um this is a very small town. Even for as large as it's gotten, it is a very small town. So uh, running into other creatives who are doing the same thing is not hard at all. You go to any coffee shop or a bar and sit down long enough with your ears open, you're going to hear somebody talking about a project they're working on, a song they want to write or, you know, mix edits. Yeah. So, and I think that's such a rare thing to find when you're talking about the world. Like of all the places that you could go... There are very few places and even fewer people that are sitting around really, you know, breaking down, you know, Guy Clark lyrics. But in Nashville at any given time, there might be two or three, you know, conversations like that happening. So to come to a, a town where these conversations are readily available, where people are taking music seriously, where it's more than a hobby. I mean, last night, actually, I even commented it, uh, commented about it from the stage uh, at a show I was playing. Um, I was standing on the stage, the curtain was was closed, and I hear people out in the audience talking music business. They're like talking about, you know, what their next year looks like and their plans for creating music. It wasn't people just, you know, talking about their jobs or you know, their dog. It was like the thing on their lips is music. And I think on a world scale, that's like, that's a really rare thing to find anywhere I've ever lived. Uh, it wasn't something readily available. And you just grow, you grow really hungry for it when, you, when you're out and about. Uh, I was in Texas for three and a half weeks just recently for the holidays, and there's just no one that I could talk to about music. Like, my family didn't get it. Any, you know, few high school friends that I still had left, they certainly didn't get it. Like, everyone's really kind, but you're not having real, meaningful conversations. And so there's no one to to push you, to inspire you. I'd say what the actor is to L.A., what the oil man is to West Texas, uh, the songwriter is to Nashville. It's the conversations you hear... It is what we're doing, and I, I would say it is the best city in the world for the, for this for a songwriter in terms of studios, um, instruments, in, uh, musicians. You can make a damn good record with your neighbor in Nashville. I yeah. will say uh, I'm gonna call him out because there's no way he's listening to this podcast. But David Ramirez. Uh, just recently called Nashville the most vanilla town he ever been to. I think it's real easy. So to, it's not for everybody. It is, yeah. I mean, I think it's easy to kind of be cynical about it and silly because there is, like, a ton of young kids coming out of Belmont. Everybody's ready to be the next huge whatever, like, like 
producer or, or songwriter or indie band or and every kid is dressing the same way and looking the same way and so I think it is easy to be cynical about but I do think there is uh, something something really nice and special about it because you can like people roll their eyes at the fact that like your Uber driver is like also saying like he's in a band and he's playing music but that's like and it's easy to roll your eyes at that but it's also like that's a really cool thing um and it's an affordable town for the most part um it's not new york city it's not la it's not chicago like there's a interesting synergy i i was reading a, a book by um a couple of my favorite filmmakers mark duplass and um the duplass brothers uh jay duplass and they were talking about Austin in the 90s being a place for them that was, like, very cheap, very affordable. They could make their art at a very low cost. They could all live in a house together. There was a synergy happening. Everybody was on the same page. They were always running into people wanting to do the same thing. And you can choose to be cynical about it. You can choose to be like, well, everybody's fucking doing the same thing here. This is so irritating. You can choose to call it vanilla. You can choose to do those things. Or you can choose to be inspired by it. You can choose to be motivated by it. You can choose to um, take that energy and and let it push you um, and and continue to create. And I I've and it does. And I've been uh, fortunate enough to like be able to like to make the decision to let it push me most of the time. I, I mean, even I get cynical about it and stuff, and it can get frustrating sometimes. But like. Um, I don't know. I don't know of any other place that I could have this sort of continual. We, we could have a podcast in a cigar shop. Yeah, yeah, you know? totally. Yeah, <laughs> about music. About music. About music. And that's great. And I think that's amazing. And I'm. And it's. Yeah, I I really love it. Rocco and I were talking about this the other night. He actually lives uh, in our basement right now. Um, furnished. Yeah, it's it is furnished. Um, <laughs> but. Um, we're talking about like the the reality of this crew and this group being something that like there is a healthy competition of like as soon as somebody puts out a new song or puts out a new record or shows you a, a new song or something there there it's never like I'm never like resentful about it I'm always inspired by it and I'm always like damn fuck I don't want to be the last one to like totally. I need to step up my game now like I need to put out an, another um, song or write a better song because that's better than anything I've written and, and so it's like you don't want to be the one in the background so it's always like it's I always friendly competition yeah, rather yeah. than vitriolic competition totally it's super yeah. healthy it's just motivation it's encouragement it's like working out together or eating healthy together it's just that it's that accountability of like Dude, it's been six months since you since you've written something. Like, please, yeah, you're better your, than this. Yeah, I, grab yeah, your I'm, guitar and keep I it going. I am uh, a prime example of that. Before I moved here, zero plans of recording or even writing more things. I've always wanted that, but I was just in a in a lull, you know. And then move here, and then the conversations are, hey, this is what I'm writing. Hey, this is what I'm listening to. Hey, did you hear Joel's got this new song? Hey, did you hear Kyle released a new record? Hey. Did you hear Kyle's releasing another new record? Hey, did you hear Kyle did that whole record while he's got a baby at home? <laughs> yes. It, <laughs> I, let's give a shout out real quick to Kyle. Kyle has has had a kid, I'm go ahead and, and he has 
had another kid. He made I'm a record not, in okay. his home. <laughs> yes, he's had two children, one uh, uh, flesh and blood. One musical other, in nature. Yes, and you've managed, you know, some of us can piddle around in the whiskey in the Nashville scene for, you know, nine months, and, and you managed to uh, make a record and raise your kid, and I think it just shows that here in Nashville, our life is so central to writing and sharing songs. It can sound pretty myopic and like, like what are you guys talking about? Especially if you're listening to this podcast and not a uh, songwriter. It's just so part of, of who we are. There's something amazing about the blank slate taking nothing. Something doesn't exist at all and you start writing songs where you're, you're talking about your family or your, your, where you came from or the things you're afraid of or the people that you're in love with or were in love with and there's something amazing about putting together a collection of songs working with your friends and with some of the best musicians in the world and then being able to gas up a car and drive to cities that you have no business being in and share that music and have experiences. There's no other life like it. And I'm glad we're here doing this. And it becomes a really natural extension of our everyday life. If you live, you know, in Southern California on the beach, it might be a natural extension that you go surfing. And that's just what you do. And you become really great because that is the culture that's built around you. And and this is the natural extension of our everyday lives is that you go home and you write a song and you share that song with your friends. And then by nature of just doing that so much, you, you do get better at it. And I, I think we're all in a place where... That's something we we want to be good at. We want to be good at writing songs and sharing our stories and giving people songs that they can relate to in their lives. So you move to the place where that is the natural extension. And it's so much more communal than even I thought it could be, you know, because we've all we all write songs for ourselves and we've co-written a little. We talk about that. But most of the time you're sitting in your room, you're thinking through an idea, you write a song about it. It's for yourself. To even share that with another person is deeply personal. To share it with everybody is, uh, it, it's a hard thing to do. But coming to this town, being able to do that openly and freely with people that aren't going to judge you based on what you're writing, what you're writing about, but and just give encouragement has meant the world. So I want to bounce off that encouragement. Um, you guys know each other better than, than I do, but um, if you were to give a compliment to somebody uh, in this group right here, what would you say, you know, you know, for instance, Joel, I really like this part about your, about your artistry. Um, just, I want to open it up to compliments because I'm, I'm big on positivity and encouragement, so go ahead. Um, just around a circle, uh, in no order. But I love Andrew's melodies. I think Andrew writes some of the best melodies of anybody I know, um, and they're infectious, and I also super love his voice. Um, and uh, so I'm... And you have a feel with your songs that I really like too. That just does, it like evokes emotion really well. I'm not much of like a feel writer. Like obviously music does have feel, but um, I'm I'm really uh, I'm really inspired by that because I I feel like like I really like my voice and I think I write some cool melodies and stuff. But it's taken me a long time to learn how to use my voice. It's taken me. It's writing melodies is a very difficult task for me, and I don't really write mostly by feel. I write a lot more lyrically and intellectually. Um, 
and Andrew so does have that so Andrew, melodic thing. Yeah, so there's like a feel, mm -hmm. and, and so those are all things that I think you do amazing that I don't do well um, that I love. I appreciate that. That's uh, that's my Andrew compliment. Um, mine would be directed at Kyle. Um, beyond beautiful songwriting, I think the biggest thing that I think kind of we all talk about is your resilience um, as a um, as thinking of being in the music business and really recognizing kind of the business component of it and taking it really seriously. I think it's easy for us to be uh, admittedly a bit lazy. It's like, I want to write my songs. I just want people to listen to them, but you're never satisfied with that. You want to get the music out there and you are a workhorse and you have a family, you have a kid and you, you don't let that deter you. Um, and I think that is really motivating and inspiring for me to just see like, Oh, like there are, possibilities there's people to talk to there's people to reach out to there's work to be done when you're not writing songs there's tours to be planning and this is what it looks like to plan a tour with intentionality um yeah i mean the the runs that we've gone on you are a you're a bulldog man he like he's not afraid to be like hey we're gonna play this show we need this much money to do it and then to email four times to make sure we get that show set set in stone and i Having moved to Nashville and not having done much touring, I think our experience early on in our friendship of seeing him uh, do those things was really eye-opening and really educational um, for what it looks like to take uh, going on the road seriously um, and, and just take your career very seriously. Uh, so I, I would say that would be one for you. Thank you. Yeah. I, got, I got one for Rocco. Um, Rocco once told me in a co-write, um, that if it's not fun, why are we doing it? I have a tendency to put everything I have into these songs. And so any roadblock, um, uh, whether it be writing or touring or planning for a record or planning for a release or what should I wear for the photo shoot or uh, what kind of snacks I'm going to have in the green room, all of those things that don't matter start to stress you out. And you have a green room? <laughs> uh, they're different colors <laughs> but all those things start to stress you out and Rocco has always had this very cool approach to if it's not fun there's no point in doing it and just to keep his head on his shoulders without puffing you too much you really you catch yourself clinching a little bit yeah. you, know, you know when you're you're practicing something or you're you're writing by hand there's there's a moment where you realize I am I'm gripping my guitar with this with this iron strength and it's like whoa shake it out relax like there is a certain amount of about what we do that should be natural um, now that's not to say that there's not a lot of um, persistence and resilience and grit however when it comes to the writing process there is hopefully we get to remind ourselves to okay take a breath take five minutes like let these things come out there's naturally. a reason we're not accountants there's a reason that we're not you know engineers like we are matter. we are doing this thing that is well. not inherently easy uh because we enjoy we have chosen to do this profession so yes we it, like yeah if you're gonna do this very difficult task it, it should be because we still love it I think that leaves you complimenting Joel. I gotta leave, I gotta, I'm gonna, you have to compliment. Sort of uh, shotgun some compliments yeah. here. Um, Just reach down deep. Joel is another guy who has persisted 
Um, we, we showed up here kind of around the same time, and we have seen people kind of drop off and, and lose steam. And I think we all go through those peaks and valleys of, of our songwriting and careers. And uh, Joel has continued to emerge with um, fresh ideas and fresh songs, and he hasn't stopped. And Joel's always been encouraging about um, be, you know, be vocal about your stuff. Share, share what you're doing. And recently, you've you've been even even more bold about about getting it to people. And uh, that that's something I can take notes on. And similarly, Kyle, I do want to piggyback on the resilience thing. Kyle's also a very generous guy. In our songwriting community, you have housed no less than six, uh, seven people. Probably. For yeah. months at a time. All of us. Yeah. Yes, all of us at some point have uh, lived with Kyle and his wife in, in their extra bedroom. I didn't live with them, but there was an offer at one point. You had an offer. I thought I was going to be homeless, and then there was, a, there was an offer before I found my very cheap place to live. Most of us have keys to Kyle's house. <laughs> It's true. I remember the code. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, the, it's, it's easy to kind of go over the edge with compliments here, but I, th- these are people I really respect, and I hope it pushes all of us to, you know, to keep writing and keep writing songs that are not meant just for us. They might be personal, but, you know, I want to write something that, that is a gift to, to the listeners who like music to my friends Mm -hmm. and I think this is a community that's encouraging each other and being generous with each other and I hope these songs keep getting better and there's people who can um, get something from it. That's a big thing for me in songwriting. I've always kind of said if I was only writing songs for myself I might as well just write them in my bedroom you know and play them in my bedroom. if If it doesn't have other people in mind at all like, I don't really feel like they matter very much, but I just feel like there's so many people that don't write songs, and everyone needs a song. So if we can offer, if we can use that skill set that we have to, to give someone their next song, you know, for their heartbreak or for their, you know, great romance or for their, you know, restlessness, like, that is the coolest thing to me. When someone comes up to me at the end of a show and goes, oh, man, that was my song. Like, that's totally explains my experience. It's bizarre because it's like, well, I wasn't thinking about you at all uh, when I wrote it, but I'm so glad that I could could give that to you. Uh, Can we can I suggest that we do something real quick? Sure. Can we all can we all pick a song from each other that we wish we would have written? Let's do it. I'm I'm. I'm going to I have this in mind, which is my compliment to Joel. Joel's written a song that. From the first time I heard it, and now every time I hear it, I, it it is an emotional thing for me. Like I, I feel something very real from the song "Rosemary uh, May." Um, every time you play it, mm. that song is just fantastic. Um, so that's thank you for that. Yeah, I the first time I ever saw Kyle, he didn't see me. Uh, it was at Ugly Mugs. Uh, I shit. think I'd been in town for two weeks. I didn't even realize it was you until weeks later when we actually met. Uh, and uh, that was a huge show. Yours, <laughs> that's a big one. Um, 
You, uh, if you're listening, you were probably there. I don't know how I missed you, because there might have been seven people. <laughs> <laughs> no, you played that song about the, the record. The, the artist. The, the artist. artist. Yeah. That's, That's, a song to too. That's a good is song. a good tune, That's man. A good song. Uh, you guys can you guys can take it. Yeah. I I that one stuck with me and similarly every time I hear it, you know, it's just little fist pumps in the back of the crowd. I'm like stoked that you played that one. I like getting real liquored up at a Kyle Cox show <laughs> and requesting the artist. <laughs> I can remember uh, the song or Kyle? Oh boy. <laughs> Um, I can remember one or two times, uh, and you, those those the the days you had released the trio record, mm -hmm. and um, the artist was kind of in line with our discussions. I think at the time I wrote it from a challenge that you had that you gave me. A challenge? Yeah, you kind of told me to write a song, and this isn't like a spiritual podcast. I could talk forever about that stuff too, but. Uh, at the time, uh, our discussions were were a lot more opposing, um, and we we were really interested in finding all the ways that we disagreed with one another. Yeah, um, and then you told, me, and then you kind of challenged me to write a song that you would disagree with intellectually, but as far as the content goes, but that you would love. But the it was song. so good that I couldn't not love it. Yeah, and that's how I wrote that song. Yeah, nailed it. Yeah. That's great, did it? Yeah, I, so I I love the artist by Kyle Cox as well. Check that one out on Spotify. It's very like um, it's almost hymnal sounding, but just super melodic, super interesting poetry to it. Um, like up there with some of my favorite folk artists working oh, now. It's great. Um, it's the only place you can hear it now. Spotify. Check that one out. And uh, I'm gonna say for for Joel Adam Russell. Uh, look for his song called Rosemary May that's coming out this year. It's very, um, it's very, it's a very personal song. I know the background for why he wrote it and who he wrote it for, and melodically, it is just, um, just classic kind of Guy Clark sort of sound and emotions. So check out, uh, be on the lookout for Rosemary May by Joel Adam Russell this year, and then. Uh, Andrew James recently did a version of his song Mary at a great to tape studio called uh, The Bomb Shelter and he went in there with uh, some of his musician friends and put together a very soulful um, very soulful version of Mary so check that out by him those, those are I'd say three of my favorites by by you guys. And as a Texan, uh, lest we not forget your one of your newest songs. Yeah. Heaven. Uh, I don't know the title of it. I think it's Heaven, right? Uh, heaven. The Way Back to the Heaven. Way, way the Way Back, back to, to Heaven. Yeah, uh, sounds sounds like it was sounds like it's always been. A, a song that has just always existed. Mm -hmm. uh, a, a classic, timeless uh, country tune. Uh, but you just you just wrote it, and in a very short amount of time, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, and yeah, that it was one. one of those not strained things. Yes, just, I, I just, wanna get back to Texas. I just wrote it on a. It sounds a just like that. Because you gotta relax when you write songs. We all need to relax. Um, yeah, man, 
the. Uh, I super I, like bounce back with a smile too. It's very positive. And I've got I, a lot of these new tunes that are not out yet. Very country. I like I like songs that are positive these days a lot. Um, I'm starting to trust songs less and less if they don't have any humor in it. I'm, and I'm so tired of sad bastard stuff. So there's a lot of mopey music here in Nashville. Yeah. Um, Much of it written by us. Yeah. <laughs> well, thanks, guys. Um, I kind of want to hear some live tunes. I know a couple of you brought guitars. I don't know who's going to be playing. Mm -hmm. Maybe it'll be a surprise. But maybe even if you play a couple um, unreleased tunes that you guys were talking about, that'd be sweet. Right. What, sure. do you, what do you think? Sure. No problem. That sounds great. Thank you for Definitely having us it. on the yeah. podcast, man. This has been a lot this of fun. This has been great. Not even done with my cigar yet. All right, right now we've got Kyle Cox in the hot seat. He's going to play a tune for us. Take it away. So hard to keep giving and get nothing back. So hard to imagine how long this could last. Well, I guess grin and bear it. It's so hard to lie when the joke's always on you. on a smile in front of the crowd hop in the spotlight in front of the crowd and act like a big star and feel like a clown I'm afraid I may have fooled myself too and night after night same old charade Parading around hard on display And try as I might, can't catch a break Where'd I go wrong? Maybe it's useless for me to pretend how this will work out for me in the end it's better to fail than to never begin so fail and fail again then here's to delusion flying high as I can and here's to the madness not giving a so watch as I take off, refusing to land further than I ever could Flying high as I can And here's to the madness Not giving a damn Alright, thanks to Kyle for that Next up we've got Andrew James You've heard him before Here he is again Take it away, Andrew 
The sun set over the mountain in Arizona Leaning on the balcony with a photograph of you Pulling back your hair Sweeter than the autumn air I was breathing in best friend Starting new chapters before ours had even ended It's not what I'd chosen But that's how the story goes I guess Well the moon it rises slowly and the night grows lonely and desert sand all shade of blue and this new song that I've written it has no audience to listen the pain I feel is real and it is true so I'll keep singing to this photograph of you driving you away and If I could take it back All the compassion that I lacked I would And just like this old Polaroid I'm holding I try and tell you how I feel But you don't hear a thing My best apologies Always came with melody, it seems Well, the moon, it rises slowly And the night grows lonely And desert sand all a shade of blue This new song that I've written Has no audience to listen the pain I feel is real and it is true So I'll keep singing to this photograph of you Thank you, Andrew, for that beautiful melody. Loved it. Um, next, we got Joel Adam Russell. Dog tired and weary from laboring on the road. Budget room with a busted door is a sad excuse for when I got now school Waiting up late for a love report to show I hold a picture of a 
face, but it's missing the taste. Baby, you already know that I'm always headed back to you. I'm Fantastic. Now we got Rocco Wheeler. Give it to us, Rocco. It was Christmas in prison, and the food was real good. We had turkey and pistols carved out of wood. And I dream of her always, even when I don't dream. Her name's on my tongue, her blood's in my stream. Wait a while, eternity. Old Mother Nature's got nothing on me. Come to me, 
Run to me, come to me now. We're rolling, my sweetheart. We're flowing by God. Of a chess game with someone I admire Or a picnic in the rain after a prairie fire Her heart is as big as this whole goddamn jail She's sweeter than saccharin at a drugstore sale Wait a while, eternity Nature's got nothing on me So come to me, run to me Come to me now We're rolling, my sweetheart We're flowing by God Spotlight in the big yard swings around with the gun And spotlights the snowflakes like dust in the sun Yeah, it's Christmas in prison, there'll be music tonight I'll probably get homesick, I love you, good night Wait a while, eternity Nature's got nothing on me. Come to me, run to me, come to me now. We're rolling, my sweetheart. We're flowing by God. Whether you're a first-time Notable Nashville podcast listener or you've listened to all 100 episodes, again, I thank you. And you can check us out on the web, NotableNashville.com, for all the episodes. Send us an email if you'd like to be a guest on the future shows. And until next time, thanks for tuning in to Notable Nashville podcast. Signing off, this is Groove Dr. J.